When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Zing. Joyce, we're back now. A, a very long few days break, and now we get to talk about the Oscars. The Emmys are what, over. What, were the Emmys just three days ago? Yes. Or three years ago. I think 40 years ago. Okay. Uh, so it I was a great sure. show. Dick Van Dyke show, I think one. No, cool. uh, it was really fun. But now we're, we're moving on from the Emmys until we talk about succession. But for now, we'll start talking yeah. about the Oscars. It's going to be great. I mean, we can still talk about succession and the Oscars. Succession at the Oscars, too. <laughs> I, think, I think the Oscars would be great if they had succession cast hosts as the characters. It's true. That's, that's what's going to bump the ratings up if they do that. In March. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so we have a, a lot to talk about the Oscars. Uh, we, I have been able to see a lot so far, and you and I saw don't know. way more than I. I've I've seen like nothing basically. <laughs> so yeah, so I went I went to Telluride, so that gave me like a leg up on on some of these things, and I've seen other stuff at like some screenings. So like I feel like pretty good about what I've seen. Um, and yeah, let's. I mean, we could just get into it. I want we could, why don't we just start at the top? Best picture. Uh, According to our users and experts, uh, Power of the Dog and Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza and House of Gucci are like the top five, four or five with Dune. Uh, you and I both have a different movie, though, because I don't think the wider uh, spread or, or wider consciousness has, has maybe keyed in on Belfast. But uh, it was a humongous hit at Telluride, seemingly. All the awards bloggers uh, loved it. A lot of strong reviews. And then it played at Telluride, uh, excuse me, it played at Toronto and won the audience award there, which is basically like a guarantee of a best picture nomination. I think four, 13 of 14 maybe, or something ridiculous like that have gotten a uh, best picture nomination. And there's like three winners in that group or maybe more. Uh, so it's like a very big bellwether of success. Belfast is Kenneth Branagh's movie about his childhood growing up in uh, Belfast uh, during the troubles, they call it. Uh, that was like a big moment of strife between the Protestants and the Catholics. And yeah, I saw it. I think it's, and, and very it's black fine. and white. What's that? It's in black and white. Yeah. I've seen people compare it to Roma uh, because it's in black and white. And because it's like a memory piece from the filmmaker. Uh, it's not very much like Roma, except for the black and white thing, I would say. Um, it's way more uh, populist. And yeah, I could see, I have right now, I have it winning best picture. Uh, I don't know if it'll withstand as a favorite throughout the entire season, because we're going to be talking about these Oscars for four months, five months, six six months. It's in March, March. not April, March. (laughs) 
So that's a long time. Uh, Focus will release uh, Belfast in November, but yeah. So I got I got Focus. I got uh, Belfast at the top choice. What, what, you haven't seen it. What what have you heard about? I it? haven't seen it, it, but you know, based on everything I've read and and what you're saying, um, it sounds like Belfast does not open with an eight minute montage of someone mopping the floor. No, and there's actually precious few dog poops in Belfast as okay. well. So, so that's why that's why it's populist. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, the difference yeah, I, between Roma and Belfast. I I too have moved. I mean, I only updated like two days ago. Yeah. And I had not touched them since pre-House of Gucci trailer. Wow. So that was like over two months ago, basically. Um, yeah. So I put Belfast in first. And I don't think like based on the reactions um before Tiff, I don't think people were doubting a best picture nomination, especially with a solid 10 slots this year. Um, and I think uh with it winning, I like, I don't think it was also surprising that it won the audience award because it just felt like that type of movie. And then the other movie that people really love from Telluride, King Richard did not play at TIFF. Um, and I feel like that probably could have won too, but um, yeah. So I feel like now that it's won audience award and it feels like a consensus, like populist movie that people can really rally around, like even like highbrow critics, and, you know, just the general public and it could be like really successful. Um, and it sounds on paper like a good, I guess, like front runner. Um, but, you know, it's a long season, you know, six months to go. And we've seen like movies that have won the audience award, like have to endure backlash, you know, or just like even if they don't win, like there's backlash just because people get tired. Like people like us, like, I don't like the general public doesn't care because they just tune into the Oscars when they happen, you know? Right. Yeah. So I uh, can so, see it during backlash. Yeah. I'm looking, uh, we'll just go. I just want to go through the last few TIFF audience awards. Cause I pulled it up here. Uh, okay. So last year was Nomadland, which uh, didn't endure a lot of backlash, but I still think kind of like picked up some backlash towards the end. I'd say. Like, yeah, maybe, and also like last last year, you know, it was just weird and different because yeah. so many films defected until this year or even next year, you know. So it didn't like no man and great film deserving best picture winner, but did not have like a normal season. And this season is more normal, I guess. <laughs> Correct. And then the last uh one, two, three, four uh, in a row, I would say all were just very much front runners and very much run through the ringer. Uh, maybe not the next one, but all of them had a lot of backlash. Jojo Rabbit won in 2019. Very decisive movie in general, yeah. even if uh, it hadn't won. <laughs> yeah. Of note, uh, Parasite finished in third place. Hold that thought because we'll go back to that. Uh, Parasite won Best Picture, obviously, in 2020. Uh, Green Book won in 2018. Another uh, incredibly polarizing movie that was widely uh, attacked and had a lot of backlash. Uh, Roma finished in third that year. So keep that in mind. 2017 was three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Another movie that had a ton of backlash <laughs> towards it. Uh, third place was Call Me By Your Name. Keep that in mind. And then 2016 was La La Land, which also had backlash and ended up losing to Moonlight. We, we all know what happened. <laughs> and then and, and then other ones were uh, Room and Imitation Game, both won in 2015 and 2014. Both got Best Picture nominations. 12 Years a Slave won in 2013. Silver Linings Playbook in 2012. Argo was the runner-up. And then Where Do We Go Now was the lone uh, non-Best Picture nominee in the last decade. And then The King's Speech won in 2010. So it's a very reliable arbiter. Uh, so like Belfast, seemingly, it would be like 
not to put too much pressure on it, but I, it would be like an absolute shock if it didn't get nominated with 10 slots, with the TIFF mm-hmm. audience award, with the early buzz from awards pundits. And I think one of the prevailing narratives out of Telluride was like, I think maybe Pete Hammond, our, 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 from our sister site deadline wrote that Sid Gannis, the former Academy president was like, it's the greatest movie I've ever oh, seen. He was like raving about it. Right? Literally yeah. the greatest movie I've ever seen. Sid Gannis. Hyperbolic, so, Sid. <laughs> so that, that's a, that's a big swing. So uh, I would say like the things that I think Belfast has in its favor for obviously beyond like all of this, like initial data about its potential best picture nomination is that it's 90 minutes which I think is like, like actually perfect like length for a movie. My favorite. very good length for a movie. Yeah. It's got uh, a couple of huge movie star performers like Katrina Balf and uh, Jamie, Jamie Dornan Dorn. are the mother and father. They're incredibly photogenic, very handsome. And they like are great together. They have incredible chemistry. And while they're not the main focus of the movie, because the Kenneth Branagh character is Jude Hill's young actor. I think his first role or, you know, definitely a breakthrough role played by, uh, uh, his character's name is Buddy in the movie. Uh, it's definitely focused on him and like his worldview, you know, like the world, the movie is shown through his eyes basically, but those two performers are really, they're really great and like very charming. So like that's got it going for, I think it's ensemble. And it's like definitely the movie that people can watch with the whole family. I don't think, I don't know if that even exists anymore, but like it used to be like, oh, like it, pre pre COVID world, you would say like, what movie are we going to see with the family over Thanksgiving? And like Belfast would end up being like an obvious pick because I think there's something in it for everybody and everybody could probably find something to enjoy. So it does feel like a consensus in that regard. So we'll see. Uh, Just to further, to close loop. So I have also have Kenneth Branagh getting a best director nomination because obviously I think if it's a front runner for best picture, seemingly he would be in there for best director. I don't know about you. I haven't been to, I haven't been first actually. So I still have Jane Campion in first and we can talk about that momentarily for power of the dog. And then I think for the actors, it seems like, uh, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I don't know if they are definitely made. You've, you've said like, you feel like all the adults are supporting. I, I, if it was me personally, I would say yes, all the adults in supporting, because I think Katrina Boff could actually, you can make a case that she could win best supporting actress. And I still have her getting nominated under best actress, which is, I think we already have her now. And, and Jamie Dornan, I think could potentially get a best supporting actor nomination though. Best actor, I think would be tougher. It, it doesn't, I would say this, we've seen a lot of like ridiculous category fraud over the years, including like Mahershala Ali and Brad Pitt, both of whom are like leads of their movies. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, Harder and slash more impressive the other way when you have less screen time going to lead, you know? So I'm like this, I feel like these would be legitimate like placements in the supporting roles. I You could make the argument because the other actors are, are uh, Siren Hins and Judy Dench who play Jamie Dornan's parents. They also have a lot of great moments and are like obviously like very well-respected actors and Judy Dench has an Oscar. So you... I think I think Scott Feinberg said maybe all four of them would get nominated and as actor, best actress in the supporting categories. I'm not sure I'm as bullish on that possibility, but I do think it has like a, a strong case for a SAG ensemble. And yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that this movie will be in play. And the other thing I think I noticed early, I don't know about you, but like these actors are everywhere already. Like Jamie Dornan was like all over Telluride. He was all over TIFF. I've seen Katrina Boff do like already do interviews about this. I feel like they're going to be very, they're, they're ready. They're very ready. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's everywhere. 
He's yeah. even, you know, writing, you know, like an essay on Kate Winslet for time 100. Yeah. And they're all very charming. Like it's like great seeing like Kenneth Branagh was like incredibly charming at Telluride whenever I saw him either introduce his screening or just talking to people walking around town. So uh, I think it's got like all the makings of like a potential best picture favorite. And that's why I have it there. Uh, before we get to best director, I might. Uh, so again, according to our odds, none of these the Belfast would be sixth, according to you know our people, overall. People just don't update, so that's all. I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, for my my runner up right at the moment is King Richard. I'm like weighing on it. We've talked we talked about this very briefly earlier. Uh, I was weighing on it. I thought it's a great, very big, very big populist movie from a major studio with a major star. Uh, it reminds me of Jerry Maguire. I keep going back to that. It just feels like the kind of like old school, like here's a big movie that's about like a thing. And it's just like a movie star doing a thing. I don't, I don't know how to, you know, like also it's, a sports movie. What's that? Also a sports movie. Also a sports movie, but it's like, Oh, like here's like a big, it's just like, it's a thing I think. And like, again, another one to tell you, right. Like you mentioned, like everybody really like, responded to it i think like a majority of people who saw it like really liked it like and across a spectrum from like very like serious critics and cineasts to like just regular people like i think we'll enjoy this movie um will smith i have winning best actor i think he's got to be a front runner right now um it's opposite of belfast because it's almost double the length it's like two and a half hours but um Ronaldo Marcus Green is too long for me, even though I love tennis. So (laughs) it's pretty long, but again, like I enjoyed it so much. I didn't the, uh, the energy, like it kept the energy up so much. I didn't really notice the length. Um, Ronaldo Marcus Green is the director. I feel like he should get nominated for a director if I have it so high, but I actually don't have him in yet, but we'll see how the season plays out. Will Smith. And I think Anjanae Ellis is a very strong contender for best supporting actress nomination. It just feels like that movie has a lot I'd be curious to see how the HBO Max of it plays out. That movie is going to be released on HBO Max and by Warner Brothers in theaters. Um, I think it was a theatrical movie. It would make so much money. It feels like just like a, a box office hit waiting to happen. And I think that would help propel it as like a alternate to the Belfast, like indie movie type thing, you know, like we've seen in the past where like a box office hit could like become maybe a best picture alternate, but I don't know how it's going to do because it's going to be on TV. So who knows? I think it'll be, like fine like i mean it because it's coming out like the week before thanksgiving so again it's something you can watch with the fam over the holidays um i was actually so i mentioned this last time when we talked like you know we we, we went rogue and our like our emmy chat about the oscars um but like when i was at the u.s open they kept playing on the jumbotron during the changeovers the trailer for king richard um and I, it just reminded me of how, like, when Battle of the Sexes came out, like, Billie Jean King and Emma Stone, like, were everywhere. Like, they went to, like, the finals of the U.S. Open, you know, like, a lot of press and promo um, at that event. Like, they took pictures of, like, Sloane Stevens after she won and everything. And I think Will Smith is filming, because that's also why he wasn't at Telluride, right? Yeah. Like, he, he's been nowhere so far. And, it, I mean, like, you know, Venus lost... Um, and Serena didn't play at the U.S. Open this year. So, uh, and Venus lost in the first round. So, like, you know, like, they weren't, like, around, you know, like, during the tournament over the fortnight um, to be, like, visible anyway. But I, I felt like it was maybe, like, a missed opportunity to not have, like, Will there for, like, the final or something, you know? Like, just, I, like... I don't disagree. Yeah. yeah. And, but then, you know, so, like, whatever. But 
Um, yeah, like I, I, I think like box office will still be fine. And I think like the sisters will, will be like promoting it, like as we get closer, like, cause they haven't really promoted it at all. Really. Like they just like put up the trailer on their like grams and stuff. So I, so I think like, and then with the tennis season starting in January and like the Australian open. So I feel like, like there will be more press about it at that time too. Yeah. I mean, you, it's interesting. Like Will was not a Telluride cause he's filming, I think an Antoine Fuqua movie for Apple uh, TV plus. So he's not, he was not around and, and they didn't. So that was like one thing where people are like, maybe Will should be here because if you look at like the other, like Kenneth Branagh was there, obviously the other big Telluride, like, spotlights were for like Jane Campion, who obviously is doing like a, a full court press for like her best director nomination and for power of the dog and uh, Peter Dinklage for Cyrano. And people left that being like, Oh, he's like a legit best actor contender and Riz Ahmed for encounter coming off his best actor nomination. So it's like, you could have seen a scenario where like Will was there and like they made a big deal about it. And then they didn't bring King Richard, like you were mentioning to Toronto um, and I think it would have been a major player for audience award based on like the response. And I think it's a, again, cause it's a sports movie and it ends on like a, a cool, like it, the way it just is this great sports movie in addition to being like a big movie star movie. So it like, it really works. Um, at the same time, we've been, like, we were just saying like Belfast now has to kind of, it's got like six months to hang in as like a potential front runner. That's a long time. So maybe playing it a little slower with King Richard is not the the most damaging yeah. at this point. But I, I do think it, it's interesting that they have not really done a full court press yet. It doesn't come out until November. Uh, yeah, I, I think in a way that's also smart. And also I just had a complete brain fart. Like Venus like withdrew from Rio's Open. I was thinking of her playing the lead of tournaments. Right. So okay. I like, give me a yellow card for that one. <laughs> <laughs> she did play this summer because Serena hadn't played since her injury in Wimbledon. So yeah. that's off. But yeah, no, I, I, I did think like he should have like done some light press maybe or, but now that like, I think it's kind of smart to like withhold that and not, and have like the buzz around it be organic. Cause it's yeah. not being forced. Cause like, if he is like in the presence of like, let's say he did go to Telluride, then like people would be like more amped to schmooze with him and like kiss his ass and be like sycophantic. And, but he's not there. So I feel like the reactions to the movie are more organic, you know? Yes. And I also, I would say like another thing is, and I mean, this is totally anecdotal and based on my own personal like thoughts, I was excited for King Richard because like, I like Will Smith, but I was like not expecting to really love it. And I was not expecting it to play so well. And I remember when I, the Telluride announcement, the lineup was announced, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that there at all. And like, I'm going to check this out, but it's like two and a half hours and oh boy. Okay. And then when I saw it, I was like very much into it. And I think a lot of people were, like you said, like organically into it, maybe had a little bit of a take me by surprise sense. And I think it could be positioned as like kind of an underdog that people are underestimating. And I guess we'll see. That's another one I think that could have a humongous SAG uh, ensemble presence because Will is awesome. Anjanae Ellis is great. John Bernthal is, I think, the best he's ever been. I don't have him getting nominated in supporting actor, but I, I he's think like, I put him in. I don't, let me see. He's like really good in it. I did um, put him in. Okay. And that category is kind of shaping up to be a little not soft, but there's like, I could see it being like, you know, whatever. I think he could get in, especially if the movie's big. And I guess we'll see about Ronaldo Marcus Green as director. Um, my third place movie was Power of the Dog. Do you have that in second or third? Where do you have that? I have that in second. 
It, uh, it, so, it feels like it feels like one of those classic like runner-up movies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So back to, when we were talking about the Toronto thing, I, I put a pin in a couple of the movies that had been runner-ups. Uh, for Power of the Dog was the third, the second runner-up at Toronto for the Audience Award. Like we said, Parasite won Best Picture from there. Roma, you could argue, should have maybe won Best Picture was a runner-up. Calling by Your Name was like a critical fave. Spotlight was a third runner-up. That obviously won Best Picture. Um, so it. It does feel like, yeah, like the num like it is definitely going to be whether King Richard or Belfast or another movie that we haven't even seen yet comes up as like the main populist uh, consensus pick. Power of the Dog is definitely going to be like the critical uh, favorite, like a social network, like a Roma, like a Call Me By Your Name, all those different movies. Um, Jane Campion's first movie in 12 years. That's like the big narrative. She was all over Telluride and they kind of are really pushing her as the best director uh, nominee and winner. I actually have her winning because I think even if one of those other movies does uh, end up at the top, I could still see a split with her winning. I think when you see the movie, uh, it's hard to deny that it's like very well uh, directed. And I think her narrative is really compelling and she'd be the only second, uh, she'd be the first one nominated a second time in best director. So that's a, that's great. Uh, And that would be like, I think a big deal. Um, and she's very well respected seemingly in the, as a, as a filmmaker and like, kind of like having her, you know, having her, not her moment because it's like, it's Jane Campion, but I feel like it's like, oh, it's being able to remind people that like Jane Campion's like an all-time filmmaker. And I think that's, that's going to help, um, for the movie itself. I like, I think we've talked about, I think it's hard to talk about because there's like some stuff that happens that maybe is unexpected. It's based on a book though. So you could definitely look up. Uh, maybe what happens in that book. And I would say like the forward is written by, uh, or an intro is written by Annie uh, Priel from who wrote Brokeback Mountain. That's a, something to think about uh, when you're reading uh, about it. Uh, but Benedict Cumberbatch is really good. And I think he's like, kind of like locked into a best actor nomination. It feels like at this point, I don't know if he can win, but if he did win, I would not be shocked, but I just don't think, I don't know if he can, because I think Will Smith is going to ultimately prove very difficult to top because he's Will Smith. Um, The other big breakout name in the movie is Cody Smith McPhee, uh, who plays uh, the son of Kirsten Dunst's character. Uh, He's really, really good. And his best stuff is at the very end. Uh, I don't have him winning, but I definitely have him nominated. And I could see again, there's a world where he could win. I mean, who knows? It's like we said, it's six months from now, but I was very impressed with his performance. I think he's like really good. And Kirsten Dunst, I feel like is an actor. She's finally going to get nominated. I have her winning. (laughs) You have her winning. Uh, I could see her maybe winning, but uh, she definitely should get nominated. It definitely feels like one of those, like, Oh, we love Kirsten Dunst and let's just remember that and like nominate her. So all those performers are great. Jesse Plemons is not in it very much. He's very good, but he's just not, his role is not substantial enough. I would argue to be a major contender. I think he still is because some people have maybe not updated on our odds. Um, But yeah, I would be surprised if he got nominated and the movie is going to get like, you know, we haven't, I don't think we've opened our predictions yet to like below the line stuff, but I think it could be like a major contender in a lot of those categories, like cinematography scores by Johnny Greenwood, the costumes. Um, it's a gorgeous movie. So yeah, it comes to Netflix, I believe in December, I think December 1st and then like, uh, or early December and it's in theaters before then. And we'll see. So they had that at Toronto and Telluride and Venice did not go to New York film festival with power of the dog. And so there you go. I don't know. What do you, what are your, I think you're right. Like it does feel like an alternate, like a runner up type movie as a best mm-hmm. picture. 
Yeah, I feel like it'll probably be like the critical darling, you know, of the season. Like I could see like Benedict like cleaning up like the critics prizes like over will, but ultimately it won't matter for like the televised stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like just how that like narrative completely shifts um, sometimes. And like with Jane, like I I would love for her to win. um, And but I feel like I don't know. I don't trust them to give it to two women in a row (laughs) director. You know, yeah. um, and I don't know. I don't know. Like if I guess, I mean, yes, she could win without the movie in theory, but I feel like I would feel better if I think the movie is also winning best picture, I guess. My concern, and it could be uh totally straw man is that the typical, the generic vision that you have of an Oscar voter is like a 70 year old white guy. Right. Is going to watch Power of the Dog after all the critical reviews and be like, eh, you know, like that kind of thing, just like kind of like a shrug, because it is. It is a movie that demands and I don't mean this like as a pejorative, because I think like if you heard if I heard this, I'd be like, oh, that means it's not good. I actually like did really like it and have thought about it a lot. It is like a movie that you have to think about and also like pay attention to. And I think the nuance of the movie and the performances is really what makes it work. So it actually does it to me. It's like a weird, like it's like a good movie for to be able to watch again. Like I'm actually excited that it's on Netflix that I'll be able to like put it on and watch it a second time or a third time. Uh, but also like the the big screen aspect of it is also it's it's like it is actually a perfect movie for both formats because it's like you want to watch it again and like see what you missed the first time. Not that it's like a twist ending, but I think it's like it keeps stuff so internalized and close to the vest. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd be nervous about that from like a generic Oscar voter standpoint where something like Belfast or King Richard, you're just like that rules. I love that. And, yeah, and you would just watch it again for fun. Cause you enjoyed it so much. Yeah. But yeah. maybe, maybe we're not giving, or maybe I'm not giving Oscar voters enough credit. Cause last year, if you would have at this point last year, based on all the movies, like I would have said Chicago seven was like the obvious winner. And I think I, I did multiple times because it is like a rousing movie that ends on like a high note and it's very crowd pleasing. And Nomadland is way more introspective and thought provoking and smaller. And like they ended up voting for Nomadland. Now, like you said, it was a different year. And this year there's a lot more competition and more everything. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe the changes to the voters have actually paid off in certain ways. I, I feel like what a lot of people thought Chicago seven would be last year is what Belfast will probably be this year. Yeah, I could see that um, for sure. Okay. Uh, The other, uh, so my best picture lineup after that, honestly, is a lot of movies that I haven't seen. I'll just run through them quick uh, from 10 to up. So my top three were Belfast King Richard and power of the dog Uh, 10. I had nightmare alley. That trailer came out, uh, Last week, I think, Guillermo del Toro's follow-up to Shape of Water. So everybody's highly anticipating that one because he won Best Director and that one Best Picture, obviously, a few years ago. Uh, the trailer looks good. It's much more of a film noir and like drama than like a creature feature. And that's, I think they're trying to split the difference on the trailer a little. Um, but it stars Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, David Strathairn, Tony Collette. It's like a murderer's row of Oscar nominees and Oscar favorites. Uh, We'll see. I don't know. I I don't know anybody who's seen it. it the trailer looked cool. Uh, so I, I, I could see it being a big player. Fox Searchlight, or excuse me, Searchlight is releasing it uh, in December. Disney Searchlight. Disney Searchlight, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I have House of Gucci next at nine. Still in there. Can't wait. You're, you're still a believer. <laughs> yeah. Licorice Pizza, which is the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Uh, not a lot of people. Nobody has seen that again. I think that's like one of the major ones that people are waiting for. Um, it's like his return to the San Fernando Valley coming of age type thing from the seventies. So like more like maybe a boogie nights and a Magnolia than his previous movies have been, or his last few movies have been Bradley Cooper's in it. I believe playing like John Peters or maybe a version of John Peters, the famed producer and former uh, Barbara Streisand uh, husband, I believe Uh, don't look up the Adam McKay movie from Netflix uh, with Leo and Jennifer Lawrence. I have, also as a nominee, again, I've only seen the trailer. I don't know. Uh, then I have Dune. So I've seen Dune. It's another one I saw, Joyce. And? <laughs> I really liked it. But I'll be curious to see if anybody, uh, if it has enough to get a Best Picture nomination. I, I, I thought like it was that, awesome. I feel like that will get in. Like, I have it in it as well. But I feel like it will get in mostly on the strength of text. The tech stuff is actually like unbelievably good. And I could see it being like a Mad Max Fury Road Matrix type tech winner where it wins like four or five Oscars. Yeah, uh, like it'll be like the the top winner of the night and in, in like numerically, but not best picture. I, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, the tech stuff is unbelievable. It really does. It, the soundtrack, uh, the score is Hans Zimmer. It's awesome. The sound is incredible. Uh, costumes, production design, like everything, like cinematography, all of that stuff is really top notch. And I thought the movie itself is really good. So I have it in there as a best picture nominee. Uh, the reviews have been like mostly strong, but some people who didn't like it really didn't like it. And I wonder how that will play. I don't think the actors, it, it's a humongous ensemble. Timothy Chalamet is actually quite good as the lead, but they're not going to nominate Timothy Chalamet for that movie. I don't believe. I, I mean, it's just like, you're not going to, it's like, you're not going to nominate Daisy Ridley for Star Wars. You know, it's like, that's not happening. No offense to anybody involved in those, but yeah. Then I have West Side Story at five. Um, we saw another trailer for that this week. Steven Spielberg. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm still excited for it. I don't know. I, I feel like the enthusiasm for that is a little mixed, but I'm, I'm still excited. Yeah. I I'll be curious to see how that does. I mean, that was one that was also delayed a full year. And then on top of that, like last year, they had like the Ansel Elgort thing to deal with. And I guess they will still have to deal with it when they do press <laughs> this year. Yeah. They've definitely reframed the, uh, the marketing campaign away from him. It's yeah. very much focused on, uh, Rachel Ziegler who plays Maria and, uh, Ariana DeBois who plays, uh, the Rita Morana part. I forget, uh, Anita, obviously. Uh, and then I have quote Coda in number four. And that was why I wanted to go up from the bottom. I, I really like Coda. Well, I loved Coda so much. Yeah. And I, I wonder if I'll be curious to see how that one uh, can stay in the conversation. If it can, I, I just loved it. It's I, of all the movies I've seen this year, including all the ones I saw at Telluride it is my personal favorite of the year. I just thought it was so good. Uh, the great acting, great cast, really funny, very sweet, made me cry. All the things you want in a movie. Uh, I was way in and they're definitely not hiding like the cat. Like I just saw like uh, last night, it looks like Eric Davis from Fandango was doing a, a Q and a with the cast. So they're already getting them out there again. I mean, well, the movie has been out for over a month now. Yes. Like on, on Apple. Right. So you can watch it right now on Apple. It's been out for a month, but I feel like they're already getting the cast out to do like awardsy thing. Yeah. I think like they, I mean, cause like Apple is still untested. Right. Like in terms of like, you know, huge categories. Cause it got like a tech nom for greyhound last year or so um and cherry didn't 
go anywhere, really. I think it's called my favorite movie, Jerk. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's called Jerk. Um, so yeah, I I would love to see Coda get in. Yeah, I I don't know, I don't have it in my ten yet, but I feel like that could be like an underdog that like people can really rally behind because I think everyone who's seen it loves it. So I think it's power. Yeah, the, the visibility factor. It's kind of like on the TV side with Apple. Like, you know, people are watching like Ted Lasso and also morning show, I guess, but like it's other shows. It's like, are they watching it? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, you know? So I think that's the, I have it in there. I think you're right. I think the power of the movie is that the movie is great. And when people watch yeah. it, they're going to say, that's a great movie. It's, it's, it's very charming. Good. I like, I could see the cast getting a SAG nomination. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I could definitely see the SAG nomination for the cast. I think it's like, I still have Marley Madeline in for best supporting actress, though, having seen it and still loving it, I'm like unsure if that'll come to fruition because her part is not super big. She does have like a big moment, but uh, yeah. And she has a lot of like comedic relief stuff. Right. In it. It's um, a great performance, but yeah, it's, it's like a little bit more slight because it's really about like Amelia, the, the lead. Yes. And she's awesome. I yeah. don't know if she can get a, I don't think she can get a best actress nomination, but I mean, like, Good. I hope so. Like, I'd be so thrilled if that happened. I just will be here. I mean, Apple is an interesting spot because they actually have. So, and that kind of like gets us to our next, uh, next little bit here. I was, well, they have uh, the tragedy of Macbeth coming in January, as it turns out. Like, they have that. They had, obviously, they have this Tom Hanks movie, Finch. So, they're like rolling out a few different things. So, there's going to be more, in theory, visibility on the platform, like you said, in addition to Ted Lasso. The thing has been, is anybody watching these things beyond Ted Lasso? For TV, it was like, did anybody actually watch Mythic Quest? That was like a big question. And based on the nominations, it turned out maybe not uh, at the Emmys. I kind of hope that doesn't happen here. That they're already doing like big cast Q&As in like September, right before New York Film Festival. So, like, kind of like trying to get the, oxygen or like drift off the the buzz of those big events i think is like encouraging um and yeah i just think like the power of the movie is that people will really like it so i have it in there i almost had the director uh, uh I, i'm gonna i don't i, I want to say oh, sean yeah sean hater yeah uh, i had almost had i had her in for a while in best director um but i just i think the big names in the director category maybe you're gonna win out i don't know yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, there are a lot of big names this year, just like across the board. So I can so my my director category. I have Campion Branagh, like we said, Denny Villeneuve for Dune. Yes, which I think will be there, and that'll be an interesting test case because Dune is technically not eligible for the DGA award, so he won't get a DGA nomination, um, but he would be able to get an Oscar nomination. I have Paul Thomas Anderson and Guillermo del Toro in there at four and five. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not convinced either one of them make it in though. I mean, I guess we'll see. It depends on the movies. I feel like, yeah. Like I know there's like, it seems like based on our predictions and like our odds, there definitely is a prevailing sense early on here that it's like people feel like Paul Thomas Anderson is due, right? Like, would you say that's like an accurate narrative or at least like. Oh, for sure. Him? Yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like he could just like get a screenplay win, you know? Same. And I'm also curious if like, Oh, is he due for people like who like movies and he's he actually right. or is it is it is just due for like PDA stands, you know? Correct. <laughs> like, so that'll be uh that'll be interesting. But like and I we didn't even mention like so Steven Spielberg, I don't have getting in. Adam McKay, I don't have getting in. Uh Ridley Scott has a couple of options with I don't have him getting in. It's like a loaded category. 
Paolo Sorrentino would be like in there for maybe Hand of God is another uh, big one. I, I don't know. It's it's a, and and Joel Cohn for Tragedy Macbeth, which is at the New York Film Festival starting on Friday. So that teaser came out this week. Uh, you watched that one? Yes, not the movie. I did. The trailer. Um, yeah, no. No one's seen a movie. No one's seen the movie. Or maybe yet. some people have. Not us. <laughs> but, we have not. Um, yeah, not us. We're not important. So, not us. Um, I mean, you know, gorgeously shot. Uh, but, you know, it was like, what, like 48 seconds? So, like, what? I, I love how people just, when they overreact to like trailers and like teasers, I'm like, you, we saw nothing, basically. We saw nothing. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington plays Macbeth. Uh, Francis McDormand plays Lady Macbeth. So, that's great casting. And like, Frances McDormand, three-time Oscar winner, maybe a four. She's, she's coming for Catherine Hepburn, you know? I mean, you know, That's hard to discount is. her. And Denzel Washington, obviously a former Best Actor winner, playing Macbeth. The good money is on him getting a nomination. And we'll see about the movie. I mean, like, I don't have it in, and I don't have Joel Cohen, and it's it's notable because it's not Joel and Ethan Cohen. It's just Joel Cohen. And based on the teaser, at least, it's maybe not what you would expect from the Cohen brothers, which is, like, maybe more like, uh, cockeyed or a little like, you know, like done in like a done with like a bit of irony, right? Like it's very straightforward Macbeth based on the trailer at least, which is 45 seconds. So maybe it's not, but that's what they're selling and pretty straightforward uh, Macbeth take, I'd say. Yeah. I don't have him in either. I, I think I do have to film in though. Yeah, I do. I still, I have that in. I also have Spencer, which you saw and the lost daughter, which you also saw. So I don't, I'm not confident in any of those, but I just like put them in there to fill it out. So I'd love to talk. Let's talk about both of those. I'm actually, uh, Spencer, uh, Pablo Lorraine's movie with Kristen, uh, Stewart as princess Diana. I, I have her, uh, in there getting not, I have her winning actually at this point, best actress. So, do I. so, so that's why it would make sense to have her maybe, even though best actress obviously doesn't rarely actually ends up with the best picture nomination, unfortunately, but, uh, I could see, I could definitely see it getting nominated. I think it's going to be too uh, divisive. It's it's a very good movie. I really liked it. I think across the board, everything in it is like really top notch, like the costumes, all the production design, everything about it is like very well made. So I think that it's not just a performance movie. I think there is a lot to take away from a movie standpoint, but like, I think I, I said this to you when, when we talked about it during our Emmys, uh, when we were teasing some of this stuff, the person, I was like, oh, that was good. And the person behind me just loudly at the end was like, what is like just very unhappy with it. So uh, I think it's going to be that kind of division very much, even in screenings where it's like people really like it. Or But, but you, like it. you liked it more than Jackie. I really did not like Jackie. And I, I definitely enjoyed this more. I, honestly, uh, it, I think it's just a better movie and it's just the, the, what it's trying to accomplish, I think is more focused than the Jackie one for whatever reason. I don't know. And I think Kristen Stewart is better than Natalie Portman as Jackie. So all of those things helped uh, make it. And then uh, Lost Daughter, I'm really interested in. I like really liked it. The more I've thought about it, and since like the more I've gotten away from Telluride, it actually remains like one of my favorites from the festival. Again, I think it's going to be pretty polarizing because it's about like it's very it has very complicated feelings on parenthood, and obviously it's a Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut, and um, I think she the thing she does not shy away from having the characters be not un, maybe quote unquote unlikable, but also just like they're making decisions that maybe the audience is going to be like, what the hell are they doing? And I think mm-hmm. it's the strength of the movie that like you actually stay at least understanding the POV of the characters, but it is definitely, I could see that being divisive as well. That said, I like love Olivia Coleman and I have actually have her runner up. And like, I think 
we said this earlier this week, but I'm like, I'm also thinking of maybe making her win because she seems to win everything. She's going to beat someone else who plays Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> she could beat two Princess Dianas in one year. What are, what are the, or over a calendar year? <laughs> that would be incredible. I mean, you know, there's clearly no like Olivia Coleman fatigue anywhere. No. So, and she's always great. So, she's I mean, so I haven't good. Yet, this? So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I have Kristen winning right now. Um, and I have, I actually, I have, I think I have Olivia in third. Yeah. I have her in third. I have in second Jessica Chastain. <laughs> so the eyes of Tammy Faye. So that's out now. We can see that in the theater. I still haven't seen it. Have you? I have not seen it, but my friend saw it as part of her birthday celebration this weekend. <laughs> and what, what was her take? She loved it, but she loves those like camp type mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, the, but, yeah so like ahead. i mean like the film has like you know okay reviews um but like her performance has been raved you know and and like yeah. andrew garfield as well to a certain extent what he, he would be in supporting so i could this could be like a comeback nomination for her i don't know if she can win but i you know like 10 years ago was her breakout when she had like 11 million films in one year and she was nominated for the help. And then she was nominated next year for zero dark 30. And we were all kind of like expecting her to be one of those people who would win in the next, like, you know, three or four years. And she hasn't been nominated since. And she's always been on the cusp of these like films, like Miss Sloan and um, Molly's game. Molly's game. Yeah. So I, I think this could be like her comeback nomination. It definitely, all of the stuff you said, they're very strong. I have her in also. Um, I think I have her like four, maybe. Um, I definitely think she can get nominated. It feels like all the oxygen around the movie has been about her performance, like you said. And nobody has really knocked her performance, even if they dislike the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the narrative is so strong. And like, I still think she should have gotten nominated for Molly's Game. So I'm like, I would definitely be down for her getting a nomination for this. Um, and uh, yeah, why not? I, I could see, I could definitely see it happening. I think they're already, I, she was, I believe, a big focus point at, at TIFF. I think they had like a special tribute for her there. And her it was work. like her and, and Benedict. And Benedict. Right? So, I mean, yeah. like, it's definitely like, yeah, and it's like transformative, yeah. you know, like D glam, everything, yeah. makeup, like all that. And that could be like another one where it's like, Two nominations, best actress and makeup, right? Like those are the, yeah, like like Renee all over again. <laughs> kind of. I mean, like, and it seems like the movie is better than Judy, at least on the reviews front. So that is a very strong indicator, which leads me to believe that she can honestly potentially win. I mean, like that category, like we said, like Kristen Stewart is definitely the the critical fave and like the stand fave at this point, but do she never gotten a nomination and who knows if people actually like her. And again, the performance, the movie could be divisive. Maybe the performance is too. You know, if people don't like Kristen Stewart. They might not like the performance because it's very Kristen Stewart-y with like her mannerisms and stuff. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but um, we'll see. The other other ca- actresses I have are Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Uh, I have which- her too. She won uh, at Venice, I believe, Best Actress. And the reviews on that, I have not seen it. Pedro Almodovar, reviews are very strong. It just feels like, definitely seemingly possible and then i have katrina ball in there for best actress at the moment but i would switch her to supporting if they do that i i don't have francis i don't have lady gaga sight unseen on those two maybe maybe after seeing them i would change my mind yeah my fifth slot like i i would put katrina in supporting um yeah so i i have Kate blanchett now for nightmare alley who could also be supporting <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but so I don't know. The other one I, we could talk about, and there was a trailer for this yesterday, is uh, Passing, which is Rebecca Hall's movie that was at mm-hmm. Sundance. Tessa Thompson in the Best Actress race and Ruth Nega in Supporting Actress. At the moment, I actually have Ruth Nega in for Supporting Actress. I don't have Tessa in. I feel like there's just more competition in Best Actress at this point. But people really, really like those performances. And I think having Netflix distribute that and put it out in November and it's at New York Film Festival early next month, it just feels like the type of thing people are going to like pay attention to. I, I think that's like a big thing about these now is especially like we were saying, like with the Apple shows, like, you know, people are watching Ted Lasso, but are they watching anything else? Same, that's like the issue with Coda is can it break through? And you really don't know that until it does. But we know people pay attention to Netflix and yeah, we people, know that like, everyone has Netflix. Somehow. Everyone has Netflix and, they're like, <laughs> and they're able to like elevate these movies. So like passing in the lost daughter, if they were being released by another brand, I'm not necessarily sure I would be, even though I like, I love lost daughter. I still haven't seen passing, but the reviews have been really strong. Um, I'm not sure I'd be as bullish on them, but because I know Netflix is going to be like, pay attention to this. This is important. Uh, I think people will. So I think that is a big boost for passing. That That's it my also like kind of I remember, you know, at some point last year during like the 22 month season, um, <laughs> you know, like, like Vanessa Kirby and like piece of them, because remember like very early on, it was like, this could be like huge player, like Ellen Burstyn, oldest like nominee winner, like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she didn't get nominated. And, you know, at a certain point, people are like, well, like Vanessa Kirby be snub, like, like no one cares about this movie, but it was on Netflix and it came out late too. I think it premiered on Netflix in January. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I, I think it being on Netflix helped. Um, I, I don't know if maybe she would not have been nominated if it was like on another platform. I don't know. Right. You don't, it's like something, yeah. it's like an unanswerable question, but I'm like, it does feel like, but it's like when you go on Netflix, like you just like, they promote like that, you know, like they pick certain movies sometimes, like sometimes they don't at all mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you can't even find it. But yeah, like I remember logging into Netflix just to watch something completely unrelated and was like on one of the rails, you know? Yeah. It's so I think that'll help passing a lot and we'll see if that extends. Um, do you want to, what else, what else do we want to look at here before we, we say goodbye? Cause I feel like, what, what, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess who else do we have in best actor? Cause that, that could be a very starry lineup and I have a very starry lineup right now. <laughs> so my best I actor. Will, I have Benedict. Yeah. I have Denzel. Yep. I have Bradley Cooper and Leo. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I those know. are all possibilities. I have a uh, will winning. I have Benedict also, and I have Denzel. I have Peter Dinklage in there for Cyrano. I was, probably, I, I was literally, I was maybe the world's number one favorite, uh, number one stand of Cyrano at Telluride. I thought it's like, it absolutely blew me away. Joe Wright's movie. Um, it's a musical. It's very, uh, I could see it. People, I could see people not liking it, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I loved it so much. The buzz after that screening was that Peter Dinklage was like a sure thing nominee, at least from a lot of like Oscar pundits and all like just people who saw it were like, Oh, Peter Dinklage is the guy. And, you know, it could become like the Peter Dinklage version of Judy, let's say, right. Where it's like, I don't think it's going to perform very well as a nominee, unfortunately, uh, though I would still have it like very high on my personal like year end list for sure. But I could see him like, there's like, I think there's like a lot of goodwill for him in the industry. The performance is amazing. He's so good in it. And, 
you know, it's still coming out this year. I think MGM is releasing in December. So they have plenty of time to like mount a very compelling narrative and campaign for Peter Dinklage. So I have him in. And then my last one is Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. I've not seen it yet. It feels like another one, again, Netflix visibility, where they're just like very much out in front of like Andrew I mean, that Garfield. One, I- I think like that, like people will watch that. Like there's like the rent stands. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a big thing. And like Andrew Garfield's already gotten like a times profile. You know what I mean? Like he, they're very much like front and center on him for this. And I don't think he'll get nominated for eyes of Tammy Faye, but I think that can only help having him like have two performances is a big thing, but that leads off. Like you said, like you have Bradley Cooper in there, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix, best actor winner two years ago, is back for Come On, Come On. You have Dink, um, Adam Driver for Gucci, Jamie Dornan for Belfast, if he's in there. Uh, it's a loaded category. I mean, like, down the line. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any, like, good reason to put in Bradley or Leo. Like, I haven't seen his movies, but I just did. And I did think about putting in um, Dinklage based on what you said. Um, and I, I said this last time when we talked about it, like I, he could totally be like the Brian Cranston, you know, just this like beloved TV star Yes, who's like, you know, his show is over and this is like his big, like movie splash, like afterwards. And it could just be like a welcome to the club nomination for a movie that is like divisive and like, doesn't really do well or make a splash mm-hmm. anywhere else. I guess the only problem with that, like you said, like the only, like, I think that's all true. And like I said, I have them in, but I mean, like when you're faced off against like Cooper, DiCaprio drive, it's like, there's so many major famous people like in contention this year that I'm like, does it end up being like, like, who knows? Does, is Leo is like doing like Leo doing like a dark comedy, just get him in. I, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. Like, that's the one thing to wrap this up and we have six months to talk about. This, so can't wait. Uh, I guess next week we can talk. I'm actually going to go to see tragedy. I have a New York film festival badge choice. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a big, wow. Tiger. You're so important. So important. <laughs> can't wait me and every other, uh, you know, movie blog dot, you know, fart or whatever has got like a near film festival badge, but, um, I'm going to go, I think Friday to see uh, tragedy Macbeth in the morning. We'll see. And so I'll, I can report back next week on if it's actually like what we think. Um, but just based on this, like, humongous star power for the Oscars, like potentially. This yeah. Year. I think that would really help this in terms of ratings, whatever. Like, I don't really care about ratings. No, like, me neither. Like it's, it's such like a clickbaity headline, like whatever, like TV viewing is not the same, whatever. No, but um, yeah, like having all these big names and if they do end up getting nominated, like that can only help the Oscars. And um, you know, we we're kind of missing that last year. A little bit. I mean, you know, like if Leo gets in, you know, J-Law can get in as well. And she hasn't, you know, she's been on a long break. We didn't even talk about her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't I don't have her in Best Actress. I don't have her in either. But I mean, like it's just like literally like if you had to make a list of like the 10 most famous people in Hollywood, many of them are in movies that are out this year. And like, yeah, like, like Meryl as well. <laughs> like Meryl she's not Streep like, is, like, like Stan culture but it's Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl uh, Streep for don't look, uh, don't look up would be a supporting yeah. actress contender. Um, we have, like you said, Jennifer Lawrence in that same movie, uh, Leo Denzel, Will Smith, Bradley Cooper has two movies, uh, you know, down and the he has line. One, so he has that like narrative to ride as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like it loaded. You have Timothy Chalamet's in three movies. Uh, 
you know, it's just like, it's a wild, uh, it's just a wild year. I feel like there's a lot of big stuff coming. Sandra Bullock as a Netflix movie, uh, the Unforgiven, I believe it's called. And Halle Berry's directing. And Halle Berry's got a directorial debut. And she's, she's already been on a cover of VW. <laughs> so, you know, that must be a strong contender as well. Uh, no, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of famous people, a lot of big directors, like we were saying. So it is shaping up to be a very competitive year. And I think just one last thing I would say is that like few movies seemingly have face planted, right? Like usually at this, we're like, oh, you know, there's going to be like going into the festivals. You're like, oh, there all these movies could be great. And then they screen. And it's like that stunk. That was bad. Totally overrated. Blah, blah, blah. Few of these movies, I, I I really can't think of any. I mean, the only one would be like The Last Duel had like less than enthusiastic response, but actually the reviews weren't that bad if you read them. And, and, and Jodie like, Comer got great reviews. And Jodie Comer got really great reviews. And like, I know they're like already hyping her up for like a Best Actress Possibility nomination. And, you know, that could be like, like the female version of Brian Cranston from Trumbo maybe, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, whatever about like the movie maybe didn't work as well, but it's still Matt and Ben returning to write and her part's great. I don't know. I like none of these movies really did poorly, like at all. Mm -hmm. So that's like a good sign, but it makes our job harder because then we have to like figure out, you can't just automatically write off. It's also more fun too, until like it it always gets boring, like towards the end of the season when things like settle down and settle in and there are like front runners, like, so and then it's just like you're talking about the same thing all over again like every day like <laughs> the thing about last season was that best actress was all over the place so we need another category like that this year and i think also you know if if the globes don't hold like a press conference to hand out awards the lack of the globes this year would also be a factor like who would that affect the most i like, think that i'll be very curious of that too the globes? Because, because like a lot of the conversation ends up like kind of like just coagulating or like hardening up around like the globes. Right. Like, so when the globes go first and then it's just like, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Like they, they, they set the tone, like whatever they pick usually. And without them setting the tone this year, what happens next? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is exciting. Wait, yeah, we have six months. So <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I love this so much. Uh, I can't wait to talk more and more about this with you and also succession. Uh, which is yes, back exactly. and we cannot wait to talk about that as well. We should just have every, every week, we should just have a succession segment at the end. I, th- I think that would be great. Uh, succession watch. I think that would be really yeah. fun. We're so All annoying. Right. <laughs> Goodbye, Joy. See you later. This is the Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.